when you start to touch the door, it's like for me, it's like uh, it's like something magical. It's like you know, it's like very beautiful to do. People often ask me how I choose the guests for this podcast. I mean, there are all kinds of different ways. Sometimes people reach out directly via social media. You're welcome to do that if you feel like you should be on the show. Sometimes someone else dobs in a person, says, you've got to talk to this person, they're awesome. And sometimes it's through my journalism that I encounter people who really need to be brought to wider attention. And that is how we are chatting today to Mariano Di Giacomi. I recently did a story on domestic pizza ovens, became pretty obsessed with pizza, but when I, I needed a pizza accomplice, I found Mariano. He is the executive chef of Gradi Group, which has pizza restaurants all over the place. And I know pizza gets into a lot of people's brains, hearts, <laughs> and lives, but I don't know if anyone has more pizza in their life than Mariano. Welcome to Dirty Linen. Oh, thank you so much, Denise. It was a pleasure to be in, in your podcast. It's so great to have you here. Mariano, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where were you born and what was your journey to pizza obsession? Yeah, so I'm born in Naples, where is pizza is actually born. So um, I used to work in um, a historical restaurant in Naples for uh, 10 years, more than 10 years. And, um, and my, my um, like career start there is like uh, um, watching the pizza maker because usually in, in Naples it's very hard to find a job or, or uh, like um, find uh, like a career when you go to school because many families are very poor and you need actually you need work when you are very young so what uh, what do we see like the young people when they saw the pizza maker is like um like a superhero for them so for me it was like that when i go in the pizzeria to buy pizza i was like oh it's like i want to learn that i like that you know it's it's it start everything like that mm. So did you have a did you have a job like what did you actually? Uh, I actually I when I, I started working when I was nine, um, I just worked in a little daily when I was young, and um, when I was uh, sixteen, um, my friend used to go always to work in a restaurant to do. Um, uh, he was a dishwasher there, and he asked me, I said, um, I have one shift there. You want to come to do to enjoy with us? I said, you know what. I go and um, I start working there. It was fun because every every night is uh, the pizza maker is left um, the door left over is the boss they want you put in the rubbish and um, they make fresh every day. So me and other guys was the other dishwasher. What we do? We start to practice with the door is left over. Uh, we start building this passion for uh, for the pizza. If, from that date, after one year, I decided to move to that restaurant and to, to start doing properly only pizza. And I went in one restaurant, his name Rusticone, is in Casandrino. It was a huge restaurant, it was like um, 500 uh, seats. And I went there, I said, oh, look, I said to the pizza maker, I said, I don't know how do you make pizza, I just learned how do you cooking one. If you help me to learn, I'm... I'm uh, I'm very proud to do that. So that pizza maker said, you know what? I like your, um, um, 
like you, you are very able to, to say the truth because a lot of people say, no, I know how do you do and after they don't have any experience. So he said, I want to teach you. So he taught me like, how do you make pizza? I start from there. was uh, actually 24 years ago. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's so interesting. So I, I, I love this vision of the pizza maker as the hero, like the, the guy with a great job, a job that's really important in the community. Was, was there something when you started, you know, with that leftover dough, like what was it that felt right to you? I don't know. It's like when you start to uh, uh, touch the dough, it's like for me, it's like, uh, it's like something magical. It's like, you know, it's like um, start to see like my... My actually visual experience when I was young and see the, the old pizza maker is make the pizza. And uh, I was thinking, oh my God, now I, I'm doing that. It's like, I'm starting doing this one as well. It's like, it's so, it's very hard to explain, but it's like something like very, very beautiful to do. It's like. Like you're part of a big tradition. Yeah. It was like magical for me. It's like something unexpected. It's like you, you can stretch properly the dough and make the pizza by yourself. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> As I know from working with you for a day, stretching the dough is quite an art. And uh, it's, yeah, I found it very challenging. Um, so what happened next, Mariano? You were learning to make pizza at this 500-seat restaurant. That sounds incredible. Yeah, after that, I was work. I was a start there, and uh, actually, um, that pizza maker was very tough. Is with me. It's like it was all the school, so um, he teach me probably in the <laughs> in the bad ways, like angry. But actually, I'm still in um, in contact with him. Actually, yesterday he called me, it's like to ask how it's going and everything as well. Um, yeah, after one year, I was in this restaurant. I moved. And um, I went in the in in the in a historical restaurant in Naples. His name Umberto. Is is um, three generation. Is one under uh, I think five years now. Is this restaurant uh, is there? Um, and they coming like a lot of people from um, from uh, like uh, actors and uh, uh, like famous people is coming in this restaurant. I was there for ten years. Yeah. 10, 11 years, yeah. And um, actually, it's, um, uh, Massimo, the boss of the restaurant, is 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 giving me as well. He was is was the is, uh, like um, was a part of the True Pizza Naples Associations, so the Vera Pizza Napoletana. Uh, actually, he was always involved in pizza in uh, uh, to understand more the science of behind the pizza. And I was very curious to to learn that as well. So I, I learned a lot as well from uh, from him. And actually, there I meet um, I meet John. Is my boss. So John is came in Naples um, to do some um, like event with the True Pizza Naples. And uh, actually, he came in the restaurant where I was working, and uh, we work for a week together in the restaurant. And he said to me, say, ah, oh, one day you coming in Australia. I said, ah, oh, no, man, it's too far. This <laughs> is impossible. But after one year, we was always keep in touch on uh, Facebook and uh, and uh, Instagram. So I decided uh, to move. I say, look, I'm is I really thinking to moving around? And he said, um, 
we open a crown soon. So if you want to come, you will be the manager at crown. So I was very enthusiastic to do um, like this, uh, this part of a job because managing it was very different in Italy. It's like when you are pizza maker, you are only pizza maker. It's like make the pizza or cooking the pizza. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's not a career path. No, no, it's not career path. It's nothing. So Okay. And so just for people who don't know, Johnny DeFrancesco is the founder and owner of uh, 400 Grady, the Grady Group, and he's a previous guest on this podcast. We did have a, a great chat. So, um, yeah, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, but so, Mariano, what did you... What did you have in your mind about what Australia meant <laughs> and Melbourne? You know, oh, just... my God, that was so scared <laughs> <laughs> because my English was zero. So I didn't speak any word in English. I'm very good to talk. I like talking and uh, it's my personality. It's like uh, talking with people. I'm a very expensive person. And when I I came here, I said, uh, oh, my God, I, I can't say anything. It's like I was by myself, start from zero. Um I sold everything uh, in in uh, my house, my townhouse, so I don't have anything. So, and my family was there because I can't bring them because in the beginning I was with uh, with student visa actually. Yeah, because I was 35 when I came here, and I was a bit struggle because I was morning school and night working uh, all night. So I was was very hard, was very challenging at that time. So you left your wife back in Italy? Yeah, I left for my wife. I took kids for uh, six months. And uh, they, they, uh, after they come in uh, December. So I come in June and they come in December. Wow. Yeah. Did they speak any English? Uh, no, no one is, was speaking English when we was here. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So I started going to school. I learned in the school. And actually after school, sometimes I go one hour in the library to speak with some people who was there. What I learn, I try to speak with someone to try to practice. Yeah, perfect. And what was it like? I mean, how do you compare? So Gradiate Crown, I remember when it opened, it was, you know, very flashy for a pizza place, like really busy, a big restaurant. How did you, how could you, how did you relate to it? What did you think of it? Um, and what was it like to come to this new city? What did you think of, of Melbourne? Oh, it's, I, I, I was expect actually it was hot. <laughs> I came in with my luggage was just uh, all a little t-shirt. It's like all, uh, <laughs> and when I came here in the July, it was so cold. I actually it was June. I came here, I said, oh my God, this is so cold here. It's like, and they said, ah oh, man, it's winter. I said, but a lot of people say, I mean, I'm sorry, it's always hot. Say, yeah, but not in Melbourne. <laughs> Yeah, when I when I was in the city, I start I start to see like all these amazing building. Like uh, I was like mesmerized because in Italy we don't have like building like that, uh, especially in South Italy, Naples. So it was something different for me. It's like a big city, new. Oh, it's like was everything new? Yeah, and the transport, everything is work different, completely different. Is yeah, is amazing. Like I can see the draw. And what about the pizza scene? Oh, the pizza was was a bit tricky. Uh, uh, on that way, I was scared because I used to remember when uh, we start um, a week before we open a crown, I start to say to Johnny, Johnny, but we have stuff. I say, I don't worry. I say, Johnny, you say always no worry, but next week we open. I say, yeah, we are me and you. I say, yeah, me and you, but we have two and we have like 400 seating. 
And um, so when we opened, it was very challenging. So we start uh, training. Uh, all people is coming without experience. Uh, was very, very low. At that time, it was was a very low number of pizza makers in Melbourne. Uh, actually, I need to say in Gradia, I taught maybe more than 100, 120 pizza makers in, in uh, five years. Yeah. It was everyone without experience. It's most of the pizza makers is around, actually. When I go in some pizzeria in Melbourne, um, they have worked with me in the past. <laughs> so I, said, I feel like all the pizza people know each other. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. When you look at someone and they're like, okay, I want to be a pizza, I want to be a pizza maker, I want to be a pizzaiolo, is there something that you, uh, when you look at them or when they start working, is there something you, that you can tell if they're going to be good or not? Yes. So what I do actually, uh, I, I was tech people is uh, very humble, firstly, because it's, it's very important when you are uh, calm, humble, it's like you listen, it's like... Uh, uh, the person you can learn fast because it's, it, I see always, I say, guys, it's no art. Um, on the end, you need to open your art, you need to make uh, the pizza like experiences coming in your art. If you do this one for passion, is you make an amazing product. If you do just for money, I, I prefer uh, just uh, change stuff. It's sometimes they coming without experience and they say, how much you give to me? I say, you already don't have experience. You ask already how much you you want uh, like a salary, you know? I'm not looking for these people like that. I look at people, they, they want to open their art and they want to really learn and, uh, and make uh, part of this job a part of their life. Yeah. Well, what is it like for you when pizza is such a big part of your life? Oh, my God. This fighting with, argue with my wife for 24 years. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, most of the argument with my wife is always for pizza. Really? What sort of arguments? <laughs> uh, because sometimes when I'm at home, I go in my garage and start building some different door and stuff. And she says, oh, you are here. It's like you are working. <laughs> yeah, but what is it about pizza that just keeps you going back? You're such, you're such an experimenter. Yeah, I, I like always um, uh, experimentally like new things. And actually, when I was uh, already started when I was in Italy, it's like um, in that way, there was a little bit hard. In Italy, it's very hard. Like at that time, I'm talking about um, more than 15 years ago to change something on pizza. It was very strict. So pizza Napoletana was only one and you can do anything else. So now it actually... Thanks God, they start changing. So they starting approving electric oven, gas oven, uh, other technology, uh, other uh, type of topping. But before there was like margarita, marinara. No, you can put other stuff on the pizza. Was a little bit strange. Uh, at that time, I was just starting uh, doing a different dough with a different type of flour, with hibiscus, uh, with. Um, um, uh, flex seed and, and start trying different type of dough is have a little bit more benefit as well when when you eat so that was my goal i started doing something something with uh, uh one nutrition um guys so we started doing something together it's like organized topping and dough but um, was very hard to like to present this this like my idea so it's my boss was very strict, you know, we have a Napolitan pizza at that time in Naples, we can uh, bring this stuff in uh, the restaurant. 
but because I'm very, um, like, very passionate on that, so was uh, my friend have a little pizzeria, and uh, in my day off, I asked him if I can go in his pizzeria and uh, bring my different type of dough, and make, like, um, a different night. At that night was, like, no, no, not the normal pizza, just a different type of pizza. It actually, it actually was a, a success because that pizzeria I do like uh, 300, 400 euro a night. When I go to make this a night, they're doing uh, 1,600 euro a night. And uh, actually the owner say, my, this, uh, this guy uh, knows me, say, ah, Marian, I want you, um, you take this pizzeria over. I say, ah, no, <laughs> because it was actually, it was at the time I was, try to come in Australia. I was already organized ticket and stuff. Uh, that time was very challenging for me because I was thinking to have my own pizzeria small with my, my different topping and my creation. And in the meantime, it was the experience to come in Australia to give a different life to my kids and um, because I want to give a different life what, what I get in the past. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. Mm, but you chose Australia. Yeah, I chose Australia. I, I didn't regret that, actually. It's, um, it's the best experience I've done in my life, yeah. Awesome. Well, lucky for us as well. Um, yeah, it's when we were doing this, the story for The Age about pizza um, and you sent, you kept sending me photos, got to say, you sent me a lot of lot of photos of your pizza experiments. <laughs> but then <laughs> you would, some one day you sent me a photo of like 20 different types of dough yeah. that you made. yeah. Tell us about some of your dough ex experiments that you're doing at the moment. Uh, yeah, at the moment now I'm doing, uh, uh, now I'm obsessed with um, focaccia and pizza. It's like I'm starting doing like different dough. Uh, last week I did um, one focaccia with uh, turmeric and another one with uh, spirulina. Um, and actually it was amazing. It's like the taste and uh, it, you always my house is like is like a restaurant on weekend on Sunday. So always I invited ten people, eight people. It's like cool friends, and I try with them. If they like it, sometimes I put something in the restaurant. Or when I change the menu in the restaurant in Gradi, I organize the menu in my own. I make them try, and if they like, means the customers will like, for sure. Mm. What do you think about this whole craze for pizza making at home, you know, with like the ovens, the, the Gosney and the Uni? Um, what do you think about people trying pizza at home so much these days? I think it's, uh, it's, it's amazing this because it's given the opportunity to everyone. Actually, I start with uh, the Rocker Box, the Gosney on, on the, in the lockdown. In the lockdown, I started building uh, my little garage. Um, because I saw a lot of people use this little oven to do, uh, to do pizza at home and stuff. I said, you know what? I, and actually, it's, uh, it's as well when some family uh, don't have the possibility to go out. Maybe they learn, uh, do you make pizza? Sometimes in Instagram, I say to the people, if you need help, it's like, text me. I will give the recipe. I will show some video. Do you make? Because um, I'm very happy to transfer like my knowledge to some family they want to learn, you know what I mean? Because uh, I, for me, it's not only about money, it's like make always money for, uh, uh, because I have experience, I have uh, 
some people give me the opportunity and uh, that is I'm proud to give opportunity to others. Actually, with the gods in the lockdown, I was selling pizza from home. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. In the lockdown, it was less work and I was, I was doing less pizza. And actually, I bought all, all stuff I have in the garage was with that money. I make money and I invest everything. Like I bought table, I bought little electric oven, uh, shovel, all kinds of fridge. <laughs> where's, your, where's your car, Mariano? Ah, it's on the street. My car is on the street. Poor car is. A new car in the street. Hey, all this stuff in the garage. I put both cars as well, my wife's car outside. <laughs> <laughs> we was a week without talk, but after she understood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, do you, you don't feel threatened as someone who runs pizza restaurants that people are getting into this pizza craze at home? You don't feel threatened that people are going to stop dessert the pizza restaurants because they can make great pizza at home these days? Uh, no, actually, I, I saw is the the expectation of pizza is go up because they start to learn as well. So this is a is a be as well is a good point for us to improve it to make always something um, they make them is like oh this is different from what we make. So it, it's I think it's a good thing. It's a not bad things. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I um, yeah, I can really relate to that. You because you you always you, you always can improve. You can always there's always something else to learn. Um, I feel like with pizza, there were, I would there were, I would just never stop learning. There would always be things that were you could experiment with. There is there is a lot of uh, different type of uh, of dough in in these days than when I started. Uh, before it was uh, just exist direct dough and it. Now uh, they start doing atolisi, biga, and uh, polish and uh, other uh, other stuff. Someone is invented uh, they process dough. Uh, actually, uh, I'm doing something as well. It's like um, I'm I'm always thinking from last week to organize my flower. It's like <laughs> to to make my flower. So I want to buy the machine to make flower and stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. You'll be this will be my next investment. Wait up and down the street next. <laughs> I, I will be selling your flowers. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I'll put in an order. Uh, yeah, I love that. So, Mariana, we've talked a lot about doughs and a lot about the culture around pizza, but we hardly have talked about toppings. Um, yeah, like what are some of, I guess we know about the classics, but are you also happy to be a bit radical with your toppings? Yeah, uh, um, actually, I'm um, in the. Uh, I will launch the new menu probably this week, and um, I did one pizza with cauliflower, cream, cabbage, uh, hot salame, and was fondue, uh, fonduto pecorino on top. Wow! So yeah, we we actually in these days, um, especially in Italy. They change a lot. The pizza is become more uh, a gourmet. You need like learn more uh, chef base to make the pizza than before. Actually, what uh, what I try to improve uh, always is my skill as a chef, not as a pizza maker, because I want always a knowledge behind a chef, uh, behind cooking something and how do you make the best from uh, something. That yeah. But in uh, in uh, what I saw in Australia, in compared with in Italy, sometimes here yeah, uh, the people like a lot of meat on the pizza. It's like they they need to be always meat. As well, if you do some change, uh, 
should be some meat on top. Otherwise, you doesn't sell a lot. In Italy, no, it's indeed become like more creamy, more delicate. But I think maybe in Australia they need another two, three years to to like it, that type of pizza. Yeah, to strip it back. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. What about the um, en- endless debate about pineapple? Ah, uh, look. Before I was always the guy, the pizza maker, say always. Uh, no, no, in panipol, and next is I'm Italian, I don't put panipol on the pizza. But, um, you know, when you become mature, you learn as well, um, everyone have a different taste, you know. If you like panipol, why, why you don't need to put panipol on the pizza? Uh, it's like in Italy, we like chips and uh, Frankfurt on the pizza for kids. But if you tell someone here, I see chips on the pizza, it's strange for them as well. Oh, we have a prosciutto and melone antipasto, like rock melon with prosciutto. Uh, once uh, we did, uh, like, um, invited some people at home, and we did uh, this antipasto because in Italy it's very popular. And they say, ah, you put prosciutto on the rock melon? It's like something strange for, uh, for them, you know? So I think it's always like a taste. Uh, panip- if people like pineapple, why you don't need to put pineapple? Put pineapple, is it? <laughs> Love Make it. them happy, you know. Oh, fantastic. Mariano, what's coming up for you in the next little while? Any big projects? Uh, yes. So at the moment, we we open a little company named Spacca Napoli. It's uh, me and another two partners. And uh, we will do uh, like catering, uh, private event, corporate. Actually, we do it now when... Uh, 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 the um, the Gosney Owen, so you're going to use the Gosney in the catering. Yes, huh, interesting. I'm, actually, I'm already starting to use that one in the catering, and the people love that actually. Yeah, because it's cool design, and uh, for catering, I think is is very easy to to bring you know uh, around because it's not very heavy and stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, it's so great to catch up with you. Um, yeah, good luck with the with the catering project. That sounds really cool. Um, and yeah, I look forward to hearing about the next dough experiments. I'm sure your cars will never be back in the garage. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mariano. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.